Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Games cast. <laughs> of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the new face of video games. Blessing at Oye Jr. Good day to you, Tim. The big daddy himself, Greg Miller. And making his return for the very first time to this studio, it is Insomniac Senior Creative Director, Brian Intahar. Thanks, guys. I am pumped. I am psyched. I've been waiting for five years to come back, so I'm ready to do this. Let's go. I am I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited that uh, not only did we have you for the spoiler cast for Spider-Man 1 that everyone should go check out. I feel like it's one of the most uh, important pieces of content that Kind of Funny has ever made in terms of like the, 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 the audience out there. Like it is one that many meet and greets we've been to. Yeah. People have been like, I go back and listen to that. Like that, that's the, 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 our entry point into even learning about Kind of Funny and stuff. So you, you're part of like the Kind of Funny lore, Brian. Well, that but that spoiler cast is really the first time we kind of talked about Spider-Man 2. Like, you know, yeah. we talked about the black suit. Oh, yeah. And I said, I think something like that needs its own game. So mm. that was actually really the start. And today will be the 2. first time we talk about Spider-Man 3, everybody. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get, get there later. Of course, we got to get into all of it. This is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Uh, each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. You could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast and we'll be right there for you if you want to go above and beyond you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny uh where you can get the show ad free you get a whole bunch of bonus content and more you could be a patreon producer like jedi master deadpool and delaney twining thank you so much for your support today we're brought to you by better help but i'll tell you about that later a little bit of housekeeping it's Spider-Man time, everybody. There's going to be a whole bunch of Spider-Man content that you can check out and Mario Wonder content that you can check out. We have reviews for both of those games. We're doing big, long streams for both of those games. Uh, you can watch them live on Twitch or YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games as a VOD. Um, and we also have our first hour of Spider-Man 2 up. It is a, a, a really, really, really kick-ass edit that Roger did of uh, me, Greg, Andy, and Janet's first authentic hour experience with the game, each individually edited into one video. You should definitely check that out uh, after you guys all enjoy your first hour with Spider-Man 2. Um, we're a weird little time loop here. I was going to let you go. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, you go. This is going up in a week. No, all that's there. And especially for us, you're probably listening to this. We are well aware how many people listen to Kind of Funny rather than watch Kind of Funny. The hour-long video is just a video. We'd love it if you went to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and watched that. Of course, we've gone above and beyond, beyond for TikToks this time around, right? Talking about, of course, shirtless Spider-Man, uh, shirtless Miles Morales being in there. Talking about, you know, all the different suits. Like, there's a bunch of content that is video only that you might not see. And we love making that. We'd love you to support it. Absolutely. Okay, enough of that stuff. Let's talk about full spoilers for Spider-Man 2. Brian, is this the first time, your first spoiler cast for Spider-Man 2? Yeah, this is the first one. I woke up, I took a good night's sleep for the first time in like forever, so I'm ready to go. Let's let's talk about actual spoilers. Let's start here. What do you want to talk about? This being your Whoa. first time, you're able to talk about this game. What's the thing that's been hardest to not talk about? 
Oh, that's a great question. I mean, well, I was, Greg made sure to tell me that I couldn't, I was, throughout the whole campaign, we had to keep as many things secret as possible because I wanted, I wanted him to be surprised, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, obviously, probably the biggest thing is who is Venom. That's the biggest mm. one, right? And I mean, I thought it was going to be pretty obvious <laughs> that based on the teaser of the first game, like who it would eventually be. But um, I guess we had kept people guessing, so it was good. So I well, mean, I think the fact that you you brought up the question made us question, yeah, right. To have Venom say, "Let's heal the world" or "heal the world," yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be," but then, it, but then you were like, "Oh, it's somebody's never been it," and this, that, and the other. Like, oh, okay. Well, but then like. It's, I mean, I know there's a lot of Eddie Brock fans and people like the story trailer, people like capturing things like from a fallen ceiling that had something that they thought referenced Eddie Brock. And I was like, that's not even close. That's not, <laughs> it's not even, not even close. So, no, but I think, you know, for us, it was really about how can we, I mean, Venom is such a popular character, right? And it's, there's so many characteristics of the design and his abilities and his personality that people love. And like, so how can we give people what they what they hope and want from the character, but at the same time, how can we tell our own story? And I, we felt pretty strongly that making the host of that bonds with the symbiote, someone closer to Peter and have more of an emotional thing would lead to a more unique, uh, our, a unique story for us to tell. So we weren't just kind of telling the same story that you've seen in the comics. How, how difficult is it to navigate that? Like, do you listen to speculation? Cause for us on PS, I love you. There've been plenty of times where we have talked about like, yes. right, is it Harry? Is it, is it not Harry? I've even brought up like the idea of like, oh yeah, I think he might play his Venom. And I, even when I got there, even oh well, I, that's the biggest spoilers. The the, the yeah. biggest thing is like playing as Venom, which yeah. But I got yeah. there and I was like, let's fucking go. Like I expected <laughs> it, but I didn't really expect it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. I mean, I do. I do either listen or someone will send me or someone will, especially like you guys, James. Someone will send me a <laughs> clip. Um, actually. It's uh, Tree and Lauren, two Insomniacs I work with. They like to send me everything. You met you met Lauren. She's yeah. one of the writers on the game. Um, and uh, Lauren, they uh, they like to send me the, what people are what people are saying, um, especially you guys. And uh, it is hard. It's really hard because like with something like Marvel, there is just an inherent expectation of I want like I want that comfort food, right? I want to have Venom do this or Peter to do that or Sam Man to do this. But then at the same time, well, I don't want to do the exact same thing I've seen or read or watched in a movie. So there's that constant back and forth, like throughout the entire development, we are doing that all the time. Like how far can we push it? How far can we not? I mean, and that started from the first game. We're like, are we going to kill on May? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, and then um, the Miles game re completely reinventing the Tinkerer. And then obviously with this game and, um, you know, you know, even like how we approach Craven and, um, those things. And then having like our lizard kind of start out in the form of like the traditional lizard and then kind of going more of like a larger, like he's actually really inspired by the shed comic where he looks a little bit more reptilian and larger. Um, it wasn't just because we want to make him larger. It was like, actually it was inspired by that, that design. So, um, but yeah, it's storylines, character designs, um, twists and turns, um, feature like gameplay features in terms of um, what can we do with the symbiote? So yeah, we're constantly going back. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's nerve wracking. Is, is, is there a balance between telling something original, but versus not pissing off a fan base? Cause I, we've gotten so many Marvel adaptations now, especially with the MCU where people have an expectation of what they're going to get out of a particular story. And so now that, yeah, you get to do Venom, you get to do Lizard, you get to do like Norman Osborn is, is in here, right? Like yeah. there are so many established elements of a Spider-Man. Is there things where it's, Oh, we want to take it this far, but 
there's an expectation here. We got to align ourselves with what Spider-Man is. Yeah, I mean, God, it's such a great question because I'm just like sitting here thinking in my head like all those, because there will be people who are like, and I get it. It's a, it's a passionate fan base. It's passionate people. That's why we all, I mean, that's why I, you know, as a little kid was wearing eight underoo shirts at once because I didn't know what superhero I wanted to be that day. Like, it's just, it's finding that balance. And for some people, like, they want, I read it. It's got to be like this. And no matter what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be happy, which I understand. But at the same time, I feel like our job as storytellers is to find those, those opportunities. And for some, they'll feel like we went too far. Some will say we didn't go far enough and some hopefully we hit that sweet spot. So it's, it's really, really hard. I think we just, um, obviously Spider-Man one gave us confidence of like, Hey, we're kind of finding that sweet spot. Um, and then I think we do take, we end up taking more risks, um, along the way. Um, but it's, I guess it's up to that person to see if we kind of met it. So, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I thought you walked the line great. I thought you hit that sweet spot. That was the big thing. You know, you joke around about like, you know, last time in 2018 on the review. God, I was like, yeah. it was kind of, you know, a Spider-Man story, which I, I wish Doc didn't go bad. You know, but I didn't. That was the point though. I wanted you not want him to go bad. Yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. wanted you to think they're making him so likable that we don't want him to turn bad. And so, and I've talked about it on the show since then, and I've retracted a bit where I'm like, I still feel that way, but I might've been, it, it was an unfair, like blanket statement, not giving credit yeah. for Aunt May's death and all these other things. And da, 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 da. Not just because you hound me all the time about it, <laughs> but Spider-Man two was, I, I, the, I think you did it really well of, we talked about this uh, on the show, right? And I think me and Blessing had an in-person conversation where when I was after night one, maybe, and even maybe night two, I was like, yeah, you know, it's more Spider-Man, which is great, but it, oh, I didn't, and then it was when we really get going once Peter got the symbiote and yeah. i really feel we got to the demo you released yeah. that was where like in the when the demo got released in the playstation state of player was it the showcase i forget uh i don't remember in the playstation presentation yeah. yeah it was watching it and peter doing the one off and he's always like that and not having played the hours up till that point it was yeah. like oh well i've seen this before i know what's about to happen. oh i'm not gonna lie i sat here when i watched you guys impressions of that i'm like Really, guys? Like, come on. Like, give, give me a chance. Like, it's going to be good. You're gonna of course, like we always expect, but we've been burned. Not by you, but other people. I know. Ted Price. Right. No. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> wow. No, Ted's never burned me. Uh, but it was then going over that hump and seeing where you were taking yeah. it and living through it and going with it and then getting actually drawn into uh, Pete and Harry on a different in a different level, right? Yeah. And really seeing their friendship, seeing Pete, you know, struggle with the current being Spider-Man right now. And it, he always is balancing that, but... You saw the chip damage that. He yeah, you know what? You mentioned something about it getting getting going, and I I think anybody who releases the game can sit here and go, "Here's the the 50 things we would have done differently, or we want to improve." And I think looking back, just in terms of the pacing, like Act One is pretty big, like that kind of that that before he gets the suit, it's kind of really chunky, and it's because. I think it's a, just a thing of like, well, we got to get people caught up on the story, the characters, the relationships, make sure you care about Pete and Harry. That takes time, right? It yeah. gets going. But I think for some people that could feel like, oh, hey, I just want to get going a little bit. So I think that's something, you know, we'll continue to look at as, as game makers. Like, how can we get the pacing to be as best as possible? But again, I think it pays off. Yeah. Because when yeah, Pete really starts to go and we really see Venom, and yeah. again, like, you know, the classic narration of the comic right of but if we could peel back the suit you'd see peter sleeping when it was happening in the yeah. game i was like oh i know it's happening but how are they going to show it yeah and the way you show it in the fear and the horror part of yeah. it then to get out and like again yeah. i mentioned this in a vague way i think on the review or the faq but like 
when fucking Peter is down, right? Miles is squaring off against all the symbiotes, and then he kick he kip ups and becomes anti venom. That was my let's fucking. Come, oh, oh yeah. So well, me? so that. Oh god, man. So can I swear on this? Yeah. Oh, I'm so fucking psyched <laughs> to be here to talk about this stuff. So. The, one of the biggest debates was, so we're going to give Pete these symbiote powers and people are going to be pissed when we take them hey, away, boy. right? And, I, and we were like, all right, we'll do anti-venom. Like, we'll, do the, we'll, we'll give them back. And then it was a debate of, like, how many missions can you go without having the, the, the symbiote powers? You go back to these arms? You're like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> and it, the idea was, like, let's give the time between losing the symbiote and getting anti-venom was just enough so people understood how difficult uh, the symbiotes were going to be and how much now of a bigger threat Venom was. And then just when you had enough, we're going to give it back to you. Love so it. that was that was a... I remember, actually, because we worked a lot of the game during... Obviously, most of it was during COVID. Uh, we were all... It was COVID at that point. Um, I remember being in my old house in this... Uh, and remember being on the Zoom call, and we were like, had the macro up and going, okay, so... It's two missions. Should it be three? Should we move things around? Like, I remember actually having those conversations. I can picture it in my head. So, yeah. See, for me, that, that was, like, the payoff of it feeling like something different. Good. You know, I'm somebody who, like, you know. Yeah, what do you think about this game, four to five? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. but, like, you know, for me, a lot of it was, okay, like, I know Venom. I know yeah. Sandman. Like, I've watched movies slash played games that yeah. have told this story before. And so for me, it wasn't until anti-venom where I truly did not expect that. Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not familiar with any of the anti-venom stuff in the comics or wherever yeah. else it showed up. And for me, as somebody who's like enjoyed and watched anime in the past, anti-venom felt like such a super saiyan, like, Oh yeah. shit. When did this come up? Like, yeah. when did this form come through? Yeah. And then on, that's where I started to feel, started to feel the, okay. Yeah. This feels like it's veering off of what I typically see yeah. in a way that is making this stand Yeah. Out. And that's uh, like you said, it's that balance of like, this is what people want or expect. This is what they don't expect. And where's that line. Right. And you know, could it happen sooner? Like I remember reading like ideas like, Oh, Pete's going to get the, get, get the symbiote within the first hour. And I'm like, uh, no, because like, I think we need to build that bond between Harry and Harry and Peter. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's really awesome that you guys any, any venom resonated with you guys. Like, oh, 100. Yeah. Once well, I yeah. did that, I was like, "That's the suit." And then you guys gave me oh. the classic black suit. And I was like, "Well, it's classic black." Suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta yeah. do that. Gotta See, like that. that's an example of like you want that thing that you feel comfortable with. You want that comfort food. You want that yeah. thing you grew up with and loved. Like, and it's for finding those opportunities to inject some of the other stuff. If I can just toss Go in, I know it. you got. You're, I don't know where you're going, so I just want to do that. You're talking about like surprises and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, anti venom's right there. Playing as them, uh, playing as venom, it wasn't wasn't and it, but i think it, it like if you would as i hit the options button to start the game i'm like i'll probably end up playing doing some of it yeah. but i had forgotten about it long enough yeah. gone through this giant battle that when i did get it, i was like oh this is fucking awesome running ruckshot over it scream i didn't expect to see so right cool. like, and, I and mj was, and mj yeah. scream yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then of course even taking it to really getting into the meteorite really getting into the other symbiosis like oh okay i didn't expect to bring that part of the comics in with the crazy like when we got to the first yeah. spiral i was like oh, shit, oh okay. they're going. did you guys expect pete versus miles i mean oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah i predicted that a yeah. long time yeah, 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 yeah. i think we thought miles was gonna kill pete at one point on ps i love you a lot and of people a lot of people think pete, pete was gonna die a lot of people i i've read people very happy read, yeah. he didn't and honestly yeah, i died. feel like there's a i'm happy harry didn't die either i, I yeah I, you know, I know we went we did by you that, just killed we, every other villain in your universe we actually did talk we talked about that was obviously something we talked about um but um we the other thing we talked a lot about is this is a story of two spider-men why does this story need 
why does this story demand having two Spider-Men? And that was an example of Pete and Miles both working together to save the city, save, you know, essentially save Harry, bring him back and stuff. So that was, um, and that was an example of something iteration over and over with the team and, um, and even external writers and working with them and making sure that the story just comes together. We're constantly iterating over and over yeah. and over again. I'm, just, I'm so happy sp specifically with Harry not dying at the end because of Finn's death and how impactful that was yeah. in Miles Morales that I just yeah. I liked that we didn't like, well, we yeah, I close mean, to the emotional beats, but like we didn't need And to, like, I think, I mean, I, I'm, there's definitely me, I think where a lot of us worried like, oh, is it gonna feel too similar to the previous games and stuff like that? And I mean, obviously a, a character death is a big deal, right? And it, it has a, a sense of weight and emotion. I think our challenge was, can we get that sense of emotion without a death, right? Yeah. And I think that was, and I and I give a lot of credit to the actors because I think, dude, actually, you know what's crazy? I couldn't even be there for that shoot. I had COVID. Oh, I got COVID and I was like devastated, but I was watching remotely. And I remember like, I, I called all of them afterwards. And I, I got on like, so uh, the way we can do it, you can like remote in and you can like be the voice of God. Um, and I actually was just thanking everybody for such a great, cause they just, I mean, Graham, who plays um, Harry, and um, Yuri obviously plays Peter. Um, they just did such a great job. I was yeah. so proud of them. Do you find that fans demand death <laughs> sometimes? Because it's funny how both for this mm. game and in our speculation for games like God of War, Ragnarok, for example, yeah. right? like the mm. conversation is, is always, oh, but when is Atreus going to kill Kratos? Or like, when is this character going to die? Or like, I feel like that's the conversation when it comes to the narrative beats of so many video games and big titles like this. Is that something that is purely like a fan desire like we want to, we want our hearts to get ripped out or like how does that then feed into how you guys look into writing these stories that's an excellent question i haven't really thought of that before i think there's just something i mean i mean we're human beings right what's the worst thing is loss of a loved one or loss of somebody we know i think there's just something inherent about those feelings that come up and it it brings th things up in us i mean even thinking about that kind of stuff so i think it's a way for us to further connect to the, the characters, the world, the story, um, especially, you know, in a game, like, you know, a movie could be two, three hours long. You're spending, you know, 10, 20, 30 hours, even, I mean, God, if you're playing Baldur's Gate, how long many hours is that thing? <laughs> um, you know, so there's that, we wanna want some type of connection. Um, I don't think that's the only way to connect to it. Um, and I think um, we, we're definitely trying, I mean, for me, Actually, one of the most emotional moments of Spider-Man 2 is when Miles and Lee are talking and Lee and Miles kind of saying like, I don't know if I can forgive you, but you know, I have to move on, right? To me, awesome. that's just so that. Awesome. And, but but hey, that's all the writers. That's actually, speaking of Lauren, Lauren wrote that scene, right? Like that is, um, that is a moment where um, to me, it's such a great message and just as emotional that you get from a character death or um, thinking about um, when my, uh, Pete and Harry are in Queens and going through and finally sitting on the, um, um, on the bleachers and him basically saying, come on, let's be part of it. Or when they're in the EMF and the, and he's like, just talking about his mom and what this means to him and, not, and her and Aunt May. And like, to me, you can get that kind of emotion and it doesn't always have to lead to death. I just think, um, but yeah, that's a, I think uh, that's a great question to your point right i think it's the investment in it when we're on the outside we're we have a concept art maybe a teaser and you're trying to predict what you would do yeah. it's easy to go for big strokes right yeah. this is going to be the big thing but like the martin lee conversation you're talking about that lauren wrote right like yeah. for me it's the one I, I i was like you know it's good when i stop to write down the quote and yeah. i go back to ragnarok right where it's like 
Oh shit! Yeah. Fuck! What is grief? Uh, 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 well, no, nope, that's WandaVision. That's WandaVision, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when well, it was about grief, I forget. I want to get a tattoo, but I keep forgetting to. Uh, but the other one is when Peter's talking to. Or, I'm sorry, Miles is talking to Lee, right? And he's yeah. like, "It's part of the job." He knows that, and yeah. he's like, "What?" And he's believing in second chances. And yeah, like, what a great way to boil down the concept of what makes Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man is a hero. I. You know, I know I, I, I'm very, I know I'm very fortunate not only to do the job I have, but to be like, hang out with you guys today, right? But to be able to work with an amazing team, and I actually spend a lot of time with the writers, and, um, and it was great. On a Spider-Man 2, we were able to have a much larger writing team, a lot of different um, perspectives and, and experiences. Um, some people who actually had, really didn't have a lot of experience writing, writing games, but they brought a whole new voice to the, to the, to the project. Um, and to see all of their imprints across the game and taking like story ideas that we had in early 2019 and just expanding them and making them bigger. Um, that's what I'm really, I, I know I'm really proud of. Cause like, you know, I couldn't come up with half this shit. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. You know, and it's just like, and the other thing is, I mean, you guys all know, this is the, the ability to tell a story in a video game is getting so much, so, so amazing. Like you talk about Ragnarok, like, to grieve is to have loved fully, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, that, 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 that franchise is just, I mean, they're just crushing it. Right. I mean, that's, that's what you're competing against or with, you know, and, um, and you're seeing that across the board, so many places, you know, we, we have to elevate and um, I'm just happy whether it's the writers, the animators, the designers, them being able to take these ideas and own them and make them so much better. Like we could, we could stay here for the next three hours and I could go through every single mission going, here's what we said at the beginning then these five to 10 people got involved yeah, yeah, yeah. and made it like a thousand times better. To me, the, the thing that's so special about Spider-Man as a uh, property overall is the world of it because it has such rich characters, the the locations, there's so much that people know and so much legacy with movies, games, TV yeah. shows, er- comics, everything in between. And uh, it is playing with the expectations fulfilling the expectations when it comes to what you, you want to know and all that. We're talking about um, what surprised us earlier and like sure. the, the anti-venom moment being so exciting. To me, the exciting moment was the Sandman fight in the beginning. Like oh my God, yeah. the, okay. that set piece was so incredible. But cool. I, what I love about it is to me, I feel like that was just such a great kind of thesis statement about what this game's going to be, which is set piece after set piece and these wild moments of the Spider-Man interacting with each other with characters that... Of course, Sandman's going to be there. Why wouldn't he be? But we didn't know he was going to be. And I yeah. feel like the game constantly just re- rewards you with like these character moments. And for me, it was the Miles getting thrown by Sandman through the building. That scene is incredible. Slingshotting back. It was like, that is the let's fucking go moment. And that was yeah. 10 minutes in. <laughs> you know, so we actually said Sandman really early. Like it was actually, I remember it was one of the first conversations we had. And I just walked in and said, I want the opening to be Sandman. I had no idea. I think I was probably riding high off, you know, being making Spider-Man one. I was like, okay, like we, and I obviously knew that we were going to be on PS five. And I was, and I was thinking a couple things like one, seeing all this voxel technology they have. Let's use <laughs> I was it. like, Cerny's out here talking I was about like, it. So it's going to be Spider-Man two. We know we're going to have, we're going to have two heroes. What's a threat from the very beginning that demands two heroes. Then it's like, you know, we had, you know, the Fisk, Fisk in the first game, and then we had the kind of the Rhino chase. What's something that, like, scale-wise is going to, like, go crazy? And then what's the third thing is, like, what's going to, like, within the first 25, minute, 25 minutes, people go, oh, PS5. And that's kind of the combination. I had no clue if we could do it. I had no clue how we could do it. 
And then, you know, like four and a half years later, it finally happened. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it, there's a lot of the the game definitely um, something I, I joke about with the Marvel guys is we're like, how can we make it more Marvel? And like to us, that's kind of like make this the epicness crazy. And there's a lot of a lot of big, big moments throughout the main the main campaign. Like we like there's you can talk about, you know, the boat sequence. You can talk about Coney Island. You can talk about playing as Venom. You can talk about, um, you know, the final mission. Like it's basically like an hour long. It's yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so I think for us was balancing those like big, epic. Holy God, this is like, you know, I in a way I'm you guys probably know us. I'm a big Uncharted fan. It was like, how can we bring that level of scale and epicness to an open world in a way, but at the same time, how do we have those slower outside the suit human moments like Queens? Like I, like I was adamant, like I want that Queens mission. I want that going back. I want to go Midtown High. Riding I want bike. to see riding the bike. When we pulled out on the bike. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I can guarantee you, Greg's not thinking he's gonna ride a bike in this game. Like I can guarantee, I can guarantee that, right? There's no way. Um, I love the Ultimate Spider-Man like haircut. With the, yeah, the... yeah, and uh, I mean, you're just seeing like you know making them look younger, and then like Yuri like changing his voice to sound younger, right? Um, I was like, if we if we can nail that Queen's mission, it's gonna make you care about Pete and Harry for the rest. One hundred percent. And I was exactly like, and we just went back and forth and that team worked because so, that's another thing is like we spend so much time in missions and features that like where they're in the suit right and you're doing spider-man thing there's very little outside of one part in the gym you're not really doing a lot of spider-man stuff at all so you have to create a whole mission around that so all unique stuff and kind of borrowing and, and finding things and um and then doing you're in present day, you're in past, present back and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and that's an example of like all the loading we can do with the PS5 and stuff. So, um, but that was really important to me. Like we, as much as time we spend in all of these big, big, oh my God, this is like being, playing an MCU set piece. It's just important to have those slower moments. So speaking on, on villains, right? Like you talk about Sandman, but like for the main villains, we're talking about Venom and we're talking about Craven, uh, Craven right? And like, you know, you throw Lizard in there as well. How do you guys go about choosing the overall villains? Because mm -hmm. like from the outside looking in, it feels like you guys are kind of going through a best of. You know, like, okay, who are the best <laughs> Spider-Man villains? Let's just throw them in there. Because you look at the first game, it's Doc Ock, right? You look at yeah. this game, it's Venom. Yeah. And it seems like you guys Seeing are for the up. third. <laughs> yeah, like Green Goblin possibly. Who knows? But. There is one we have not featured yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, it, it is, there's, I'll tell you, the process starts with, it starts just like you would imagine. We're all fans of Spider-Man and Marvel. Which characters do we like? Like, just like, fanboy out, completely go. Like, Doc Ock is my favorite Spider-Man villain. That's why he's the first game. 100% that's why. I'm not gonna, you know, being the creative director gives you sometimes the ability, um, we're doing it. We're doing Doc Ock, right? And I just love the idea of, like, the father figure, that kind of thing, right? You um, knew. What's that? You knew. And, yeah, that's right, you knew. You knew. That, like, you knew. That's right. Video game that's time. right. That's right. It's funny. Sometimes when I see that, I'm like, wait, we had him say it twice? And I'm like, yeah, we did. Um, and, uh, so it starts with that. And then we're like, okay, um, what story do we want to tell? What's going to allow us to um, talk about that? And we, we knew, well, obviously we knew we were going to do Venom, right? Because we set it up. But like, how can that, what are other characters that kind of help us tell the story of Pete and Miles that we want? So obviously we knew that in many ways, Pete and Miles are kind of dealing with their past a little bit, right? How can they, in order to move forward, they have to 
come to terms with the past. P has to come to terms with May not long, no longer being here. Miles has to come to terms with if he's going to write that college essay and be able to write it, he needs to be able to put the, the past of Lee behind, not forget his dad or, you know, or even maybe forgive Lee, but he has to move on from it. Right. And Rio says that to him in that one scene. Um, and then I think for us, we also looked at, if you look at both Spider-Man one and miles, um, a lot of those enemies are tech based. Like they use tech. And we were like, Hey, for Spider-Man two, since we knew we were going to do venom, do we want more of that? science gone wrong monster kind of feel. And that was one to do. Now, Craven's obviously not a monster. He's completely he different. Them. He hunts them. So we're like, oh, great. We're going to have yeah. like more monsters. You want somebody who would be like interested in the hunt of, you know, of like, what's the, you know, the deadly, you know, it's like that kind of thing. So it kind that's, it's like kind of starts with a fanboy, starts with the story, goes to the story and then kind of like thematically, how can we make this game feel different from the previous games? We always talk about the, the moments that we'll never forget from movies or games or stuff that will be talked about for years to come. And Spider-Man Homecoming had a moment that every time we watch it blows our minds. And that is Pete opening the door and the vulture is actually the dad. That's right? such a great and scene. And guess because we didn't see it coming. Spider-Man 2, I think, has one of those moments. It's a little more subtle in how it's presented. But the moment you realize that Craven's been killing the Sinister Six... Oh, that yeah. is the thing that all of us were like, are you kidding me? That is so, so cool. And I think raised the stakes and was such a creative choice that playing through and like it's, it feels semi-optional. I don't know if it is. I, there might be parts that like you have to see, but walking around and finding out all the, like, the documents and seeing the different like pieces yeah. of the armor and stuff. It's like, this is a wild take on Craven and it just adds up and makes so much sense. Him being the hunter when he gets to, when he gets Scorpion. Right, and brings down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? Oh, oh. Yeah. well, he's not dead. Oh, he's dead. No, really dead. <laughs> you know, it's hearing you guys talk. It's, it's funny because I think back to like conversations I had like three years ago. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have him hunt. Like, we're going to, like, I kind of forgot that that's the thing. He, he hunts them. I, I, I know I've played this game a thousand times. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we had that decision. Like, that's going to be the twist is like, they think he's recruiting them to help him do whatever he wants. No, he's actually going to kill them. So, cool. um, and uh, does Marvel games, does Bill Rose maybe like, no, nah, we're not kidding. No, uh, those, I mean, oh, I love Bill. I love, I love Eric. I love all those guys. They, by the way, they're good, so good Easter egg for Eric. When yeah. I, you're walking in and you listen to a baseball game. It's like Eric Monticelli. Yeah. Well, we gave Bill the yeah. shout out. We had to give one to Eric. Craven is a really hard character to get right. He is. I mean, we went through. A lot of different, I mean, at one point, I think he was going to be a businessman, which we didn't do that. It was like, it was like, we were like, how can you have like a, have a version of him that's like kind of normal and then he becomes, and we were like, you know what? Just get him in that outfit, man. Let's have him be, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's but just get him out there and wanted to like pump up all these villains and be like, oh, yeah. I want you as your best form lizard. It's like, come on, that's just well, sick. And you know what? And the thing about Craven is some, we realized after a while, less was more in terms of the more that, he spells everything out. It's almost like kind of going behind the curtain. And like, we were like, we want him to be mysterious. We want him to be like, what is going through his head? And that's kind of the, once we kind of hit that, the kind of the character talk, but Jim Perry, who plays Craven, it was, I mean, that was a hard character to cast, but I'll tell you a really funny story about, can I, I'll tell this casting story. So we're casting out, we're trying to figure out who, um, who is Craven, but also like, what does he sound like? And I remember 
um, at one point during auditions, I happened to say, well, like he should sound like in the original John Wick movie, he should sound like the father in John Wick. And Jim, I guess, was off the side and heard me say that. So when he had the call back, he had watched <laughs> that to get the right voice. And then when he came in for the callback, he was actually testing with Yuri. And it was a scene where um, he's in the cage. We did, we had a version of that scene and Jim just fucking crushes it. And I actually cast him the day before we got shut down for COVID. <laughs> wow. um, and Jim, by the end, Jim was telling us how Craven should be. Awesome. That was. That's what you want. Right? Like one of the, one of the, like, you know, we shoot out of order, right? It was one of the ones where it was um, uh, Craven on the, on, he was coming over and where they tell him the Sandman eluded us. And he's like, I guess he's not the one. Jim is telling us how he should be sitting and how he should be positioned and him playing with the knife. That's all Jim. Hell yeah. And I'm just like, when you get, that's when I'm like, I, the actors make, they're, they're the ones who take the story that we have and the characters and the motivations and stuff and put it over top. And there's one other story I want to tell. One of my favorite scenes is the scene where we see here, we are venom for the first time where they're all at the, they're at the dinner table and, Harry is trying to tell Pete, like, this is your last chance. You're going to come with me. So Graham, who plays Harry, he's doing the whole thing. And um, we're sitting there. We're doing a couple takes. And then all of a sudden, like, three, like, it was me, Bobby Connington, our animation director, and Ben, one of our narrative directors. We're all, like, talking about what notes we're going to give. And Graham just goes, guys, I got it. We didn't say anything to him. He's like, I got it. And he just drops, a, like, just, like, just crushes the scene like just and when you at that point when the actors just kind of like really understand their character and just take it to a whole nother level like it's great i mean i mean i remember the when the first days graham and and yuri were on their on the bikes on the set and then you have these you do those scenes so by the time you get to like that like we are venom moment it just is. They like, have the connection too, right? They've built that conversation. Yeah, and left. they and they're and you know like and that's the thing. Like I mean, I'm sure, I know you've talked to a lot of in a lot of teams, a lot of directors. Like you know, especially in the Sony side, there's a there's definitely a bond between the team and the cast. Sure. And I think that what's like like I had I had brunch with Yuri a couple weeks ago. So we live right, you know, just as friends, right? You know, and I think their ability to take the the characters and the story and elevate it is really what makes this stuff like really special. Like I, the days being on set are some of my favorite by far. Greg? Sorry, I'm just gonna keep talking. You guys got no, Well, that's kind of how the spoiler cast supposed okay. to work. Yeah, They've okay. heard us talk about the okay. game already. All right. Yeah, what exactly. Uh, I wanna get to you in just a sec, but real quick, I wanna take a word from our sponsors. This episode's brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep just because I can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first 
first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kind of funny. BetterHelp dot com slash kind of funny. We went around with it earlier, but we're back to it. So I think it's a good point to jump in with. Again, you're talking about this being a team effort, right? Both the writers, the performers, the animators and everything else. Oh, yeah. I wanted to call it the three emotional moments for me that are also, I think, smaller ones that aren't the big ones, but either your writers, your animators, your... It's uh, probably, it's, it's like, it's that's well, that's the one thing about doing these things. I feel like if I name somebody, I'm, I'm sure like 20. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, Insomniac. So at the end, you know what I mean? Like still playing through video games like this is is an interesting thing for me still because of course I'm a father now, right? So yeah. that's changed since last Spider-Man. And I think to Ragnarok, right? And I think of the beginning of Ragnarok, you know, this being a weird bookend for my life, the beginning of Ragnarok, the death of Fenrir, right? Hitting me because of Portilla. Yeah. And then the end when Kratos is talking to uh, Atreus in the tent, right? And, and is like starting to choked up and how that killed me thinking about Ben, right? The end of uh, Spider-Man 2 here, there's, I think, an incredibly understated moment of when Harry's in the bed, MJ and Peter are in the room, and Norman goes over there and touches his face, and then the bubbling rage, and then the... Yeah. Not even before you get to the rage or anything, just him touching his face broke me, of, like, thinking about my son in that same position, and then, again, what you would do as a father, then to see that play out in the Doc Ock post credit scene, I was like, oh, fuck, like... Mark Rolston, baby. Yeah, right? God damn, he's good. Yeah, and so like there, and that's what he's playing. I would assume on the mocap stage, right? There's yeah, just this little thing yeah. he's doing. That, that you, when you work with someone like Mark Rolston, who is that talented, you just let them go. Yeah, you just go, Mark. Here's the scene. Make it better. And then for me, the other tiny ones, right? That I, I never in a million years would have thought about coming into them would be the Howard side mission, oh, and then yeah, the Grandpa God. side mission. <laughs> Okay, do you know how the Howard mission, I'm going to tell you the story how the Howard mission happened. So Dave Fenoy wanted too much money to keep coming back. And you're like, we're going to kill you. So <laughs> uh, one of our designers, Brian Matheson, who actually he's the designer of the um, Sandman mission. He is one of the most creative designers I have ever worked with. And we, uh, at the end of the, one year, we did like a, like, um, we just let the guys, the whole team just like um, a game jam, like just go make something fun. And he made the Howard mission in like three days, like wow. prototyped it in three days. And he put some music in there and it's like, it's not a lot of gameplay, right? But it, man, it's got with the music and the, and everything. And then we're like, cut, paste, put it in the game. Like we're, that is that we're going to do. It was, that was never planned. Brian just had a creative idea one day and put it in the game. And that happens all the time. But like that specific, that Howard mission is amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, the grandpa mission, right? Of trying to find this woman's grandpa. You're like, okay, no big deal. And then it was like, as that starts to go and you sit down on the bench. And again, like the essence of what yeah. is Spider-Man, what yep. separates Spider-Man from Superman, from Batman, from any other Marvel guy who's not, de- you know what I mean? Like, what is this guy? And that's who that guy is. You know what? One of my, it's actually, actually not a scene, but it is the VO, the, the, the VO that plays between Pete and Miles during the Pete and Miles fight. And hearing Pete say, now I'm now they say, now I'm the problem and hearing like he's at, he's like, he's like, I mean, in many, like, he's like at his, like, we're about to lose Peter. Like we're about to lose him and seeing, you know, Miles pull, pull him back yeah, to me. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the, it's not a scene, but that VO back and forth really gets me every time. Again, I hear performances. Right? Oh yeah. God. I- Najee crushes it. So good. I want to jump off this because I I feel like uh, the Insomniac Spider-Man series is very uniquely positioned in that it is now, I think, one of in the pantheon of like greatest Spider-Man 
universes that are that are out there and like it's up there people have their favorite movies favorite shows favorite comics whatever but i feel like this is in terms of quality in terms of expectations in terms of amount of characters and things that we've seen there's there like there's now an understanding of what the doc ock in this universe is and the venom in this universe is and the background and story and the white spider exactly that can pop up in a movie everybody flips oh it's insomniac it's marvel spider-man yes and i feel like there's so much identity there but you still hate that suit yeah oh yeah here's the thing and i'm sorry go for it but like by the way, everybody, I want you to know, I love these guys. I'm just oh, giving yeah, you no, a no, no. Okay. You would not be here otherwise. Okay. Uh, no, I love the suit when I see it in Spider-Verse, when I see it in a comic book, when I read yeah. the game. But when I'm playing, for some reason, I'm just like, nah, this ain't it. Okay. I, I'm reading okay. back into classic. I still love you. For, the, I, record, for the record, I like the suit. Thank you. I hate the, I hate the game. The Peter sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. There you go. There we go. I hate the Perfect. Perfect. No, but but I, I, love, I love that the, the identity of it all, and I feel yeah. like it, it has so much identity, so many choices that are uniquely insomniac. But I think what is extra special that I'm seeing as a very big spider-man fan somebody that's read so many of like the miles comics uh i'd say the majority of them at this point yeah it's interesting to see the world get introduced to miles morales via into the spider-verse right yeah like that is now kind of the canon version yeah. of miles to the mainstream and the public and i feel like you guys immediately following that up with the miles game reinforced it and like added to the own stamp there what i think is so special about spider-man 2 is this is the first time really that we're seeing the Spider-Men together yeah, in a, in a way that's dealing with many storylines, many villains, many previous lore and all that stuff because there was the Spider-Men comic series, like two six-issue runs or whatever, crossover events that we get, multiverse stuff, whatever, into the Spider-Verse, we get Peter B. Parker. This is Peter Parker and Miles Morales as contemporaries. Yes. And I feel like that must be so much pressure for you guys, but also so much fun to be able to kind of define what does that relationship look like for a Miles that's facing a Peter that's just dealing with the symbiote. Yeah, I will say that we, I mean, obviously when we had Miles in the first game, right? We, you, you could, when we got the spider bite, we knew, hey, he's gonna become a spider hero and we're gonna, ha- hopefully if the game is good, we'll do one where they can be <laughs> together, right? Um, that being said, Telling a story with not one, but two main heroes is really effing tough. Like it's, it is a challenge because like you're telling a story, a main story that is like, okay, them together. Right. But then you want to make sure that they have their own individual journeys. Right. So, um, and then being able to interweave those and then thinking just about not just the story, but Hey, in this mission, you play as Pete, but the next one we're gonna play as Miles. How do we transition there? Or in this mission, they're together, but the next one they're apart. So how do we get Miles out of the scene or Peter out of the thing so that we can just play as, so there's a lot of like, uh, there's multiple times where I, I I know I said to myself, I go, why did we do two, why did I say we should do two heroes, why? And then, but you ask yourself that and then you realize you're asking yourself because it's the tough thing to do, it's the right thing to do. But I will tell you the thing I think I'm probably most proud of of the game is that the, the relationship, the story of them together and how, you know, in a way they're, they're contemporaries, but you can tell kind of Pete still kind of right now, like he's definitely there for miles in the beginning, but by the end it's miles kind of saying, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I don't know if you guys caught this when the mission, the second last mission where um, they show up, Pete's in the anti-venom and miles has his new suit and miles is telling Pete about what, uh, what his dad and what May would say, and then at one point, Pico's, "What's the play, coach?" Oh yeah, that's oh, that's what so that's what Miles says to Pete at the at the near the end of Spider-Man One. So they flip. Oh, they they, awesome. they flip. They flip now. Miles is the one kind of saying, "Here's he's kind of 
not handing the baton, but saying, hey, you know, it's your, I'm going to listen to you now. And that's the, I think that's the, that to me is like something. And then I think that eventually leads to that conversation they have at the very end. Like, hey, go Pete Pete for a while. I, I got this. I'm, and for me, play. that was the thing, right? I didn't catch the, the fact that it was the crossover with one, but for me, it was the baton pass where I knew yeah. we were getting to, without knowing, getting to the garage. We got to the garage. Yeah. One of the things I want to bring up, you know, talking about, you know, emotion, emotionally resonant moments in the game. One that really hit for me is all the Haley stuff, you know, culminating in doing the mission where you're playing as so Haley good. and you get mm. that experience. But <laughs> even building up to that and around that, right? Like Haley's relationship with both Miles and Genki and Rio and everybody, like being able to do the, the sign language and be able to communicate with her and have it be a thing that feels like it's authentically done and very well realized. Like, what was all that like for you guys? How did, what, and like, you know, talking about, you know, bring up the power of the PS5. One of the things that kept coming into mind for me as that stuff was happening was like, I don't, you wouldn't be able to do this on the PS2, on the PS3, I don't think, right? Like, this is something that you're able to do because of how far games have come. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I will tell you. So when we sent the review code out, I was like, I wanted, I wanted, there was a part where I wanted to write a note going, please play the Haley mission. Just please play that. Cause I was, I am really, really proud. That, again, that's an example of like, there was not, at the beginning of, that, of development, there was no Haley mission. There was no Haley playable. Like, that's all extra work that the team was like, we feel really passionate about this. We want to do it. And they just did it. Like, they just went ahead and did it. And um, the fact that, like, you know, making sure that the soundscape reflected what, how she was, how she would experience it, right? Um, and just their, in the Miles Haley relationship, how it, you know, and, you know, I think for us is about, um, you know, for us, it's not just about showing the world from Pete and Miles's perspective. It's showing it from all of our characters' perspectives. That's why MJ is there. That's why we show MJ in the middle of things. That's why it was important to the team to show Haley and be authentic and be respectful of, of that relationship. And, you know, I remember at one point we've actually, the Haley mission is actually one of the last things I ever reviewed because in terms of like, I'm at the studio with the audio team reviewing, like, if, is it all working the way it is? And I even like, even work with the designers. Originally we had text that said like, there was a, there was sometimes we were worried like, Hey, if the audio obviously drops out, like we don't have as much audio to reflect how she would be hearing like, kicking in the world. We actually had a note and one of the designers, Josue said, a design director goes, no, let's remove it. Let's just have people experience it like her. Um, and uh, you talk about the identity of the, of the franchise. And to me, having moments like that is to me what takes yeah. it to another level. That, see, that was the thing for me. You mentioned, you know, Greg Miller will never expect uh, to like ride a bike in this game. For me, I would have never ex yeah. expected a mission and, like that and inspired me. Yeah. And I think... Um, like even just like the little emojis that yeah. happen, like all that's yeah. all the team just coming up, dreaming up this stuff and like being so like they love. I mean, every every single person on the team loves Haley. Every single person, and they just wanted to do it, and they're willing to put the extra time and effort. Because I mean, you know, obviously things like Sandman and Venom and all that stuff, like that's like the thing. But like the amount of time and attention and care and love that go into those moments, like. Yeah. And I mean, I, that makes me feel really good to work at a place that cares that much about the entire experience and making sure we do when we do those moments, we're not just doing it to surprise. We're doing it to be out of respect and the right thing to do. Yeah. For me, it was the fact that it wasn't just a scene, right? It wasn't yeah. just a yeah. scene or a specific like five minute sequence in the game is the fact that when you're playing as Miles and Haley calls you, she has the text to speech. 
you have yeah. the full mission. Yeah. You have so many scenes where Haley is in there and people are paying attention and like communicating and, with her. And she that, like smiles. That yeah. was another powerful And, and that's the thing about, and that's the team, the team doing the homework and going out and finding out how do we make sure we do this the right way? How do we have the right consultants to go, hey, you know, we are doing this. Like we're having like consultants on set when we're doing a scene between Haley and Miles, make sure that we're, we're doing it right. Um, it, it Cause you know, cause as me as I'm, I'm always scared. I'm like, am I going to offend somebody? Am I doing this? Are we doing something wrong? I last thing I would ever want to do is to try to do something great and then it offends somebody. So it's just, I'm glad that I hope that the whole world when they play it, um, appreciates it and, um, enjoys it. Cause it, it, it does like kind of, it makes the world, even though I know it's a fake world, it makes it feel more real to me. And that's why I'm really happy that we can do that. And I'm really happy that, you enjoyed it, you played it, you experienced it because that, um, you know, all those, you know, we, one thing, you know, you bring up a point about like the extra content. One of the things we really focused on was, you know, we understand the main story is something every, that's the first thing people really talk about, right? But how can we inject, even if it's a small story into some of that side, some of that optional content, like whether it's the Howard or the grandpa or the kids at Brooklyn Visions or the Haley. Um, and then even like something like, that is a little bit more like challeny, like um, or like a collectible, like a um, like a Sandman. Hey, there's a narrative that builds as we go. That that's something we we were adamant. Like, like I I can still see the PowerPoint that I have is like, Marvel people love story. Everything has to have a story. Beautiful. And that's oh, what I, that, you're, I was wondering about this of what not changed because 2018 had great side stuff too. But this side stuff, everything matters. Whether it's Wraith, whether it's Carnage, whether yeah. it's Spider Bots, Mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, that was, I can tell you, that was a huge focus. And I know, like, some people say it's never enough of the optional stuff, right? I get it. I get it. I mean, we, I, for us, it's like, hey, we're going to make as much as we can at the highest quality we can, and we can't make it high quality, we're going to stop. Like, that's, like, and when people are like, is the, how long is the game? And I'm like, it's going to be as long as the content is, we feel, is at our quality level, right? Um, but... It was really, really important. Like there's narrative payoffs or narrative setups or a mystery that you're trying to figure out along the way. So um, I love that you guys do dove wanna, into it. I want to comment on my favorite one because I, I think for me, the favorite group of, of side activities would have been the flame stuff. Yeah. For me, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was also it's, like me as a Arrowverse <laughs> fan, like I don't know much about Wraith in the comics. Yeah. Thing. And so like getting there, I'm like, you are so arrow coded in a way that I appreciate because like. I, I played City That Never Sleeps, the DLC, and like I, I forgot the whole I know. Yuri storyline. So when we yeah. get there, I'm like, what happened to you? But then as we go, the fact that, yeah, like the villains in, like, in that activity are kind of raw, and yeah. they're like, they're these cultists, and it's really cool. And then you get to the end, and that reveal, for me, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going I know. on here? And so I, it's not surprising because it's, it's definitely the probably of the, of the optional stuff, the biggest, like, it, I mean, it kind of feels like main content right it's got yeah. it's got yeah. it's just to, how many can you do of those and keep the quality level high so it's like you know i would rather do less but make it better than just have a ton of stuff and sure. not do it right so um yeah that um and you know it's funny well so you know tara platt plays yuri, yuri who is yuri lowenthal's wife like <laughs> so to see them kind of battle on stuff we i mean we knew we were always going to do wraith at some point and it's like 
get ready. You're going well, to, so you're going to, you're going to. That's something that I love about this is, is Wraith. Like we're getting so into the Duffy of these Spider-Man yeah. characters and going back to the identity of the Insomniac uh, verse of all these. Like, I feel like Martin Lee, Mr. Negative was another one that was kind of put into the mainstream because of, of 2018 and Tinkerer getting the, the redesign and all, yeah. or not redesign. But you know, it's, kind a, of reboot, it's a re reboot, a reboot, um, reimagine was, was awesome, and um, uh, even even Prowler to some extent, all of that. But I love Prowler. Uh, I loved just the the sheer amount of the villains in this game, amount that are teased and hinted at. But Greg and I were talking about uh, the city that never sleeps DLC and how we love it. You guys are just committing to yeah, that stuff happened. The lore's there. We're going to reference it. Characters that changed in those, yeah. like Black Cat included, are going to be. That that happened that and we're going to address that in Spider-Man 2 in a way that you didn't need to play it. You kind of contextually understand it all. But uh, I, mean, I yeah. mean, you guys, I mean, we've talked about this. You guys know I love the MCU like like I'm a big fan of it. Right. Well, I, I'm just I'm just taking homages to that from them in terms of like, let's get let's let's find those little things that we can reference and throw them in there for the people who do like like, for example, this uh, on Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday was like the anniversary of of. How Tony Stark dying in Endgame, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I was watching it that night, and I got a really funny story I want to tell you guys about that. But um, that movie hits harder for the people who know all the movies, right? Who've, who've been there and know all those things, right? But, like, if you just, like, kind of remember, it's still really great. But I will tell you a really funny story. So I'm watching it. This is total aside, and I apologize. But I got to say it because I want to show it to her. So um, uh, my wife comes home from work, and I'm watching it. And at the very end, we get to the part where Steve Rogers is handing the shield and... So all of a sudden, she, we're talking about how old Cap is. And we had a 15-minute debate about how old Cap was at that moment and how much the super ser soldier serum affected him. And I just said, I've never loved you more in my life. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but I just an aside. But it is, um, but you, I want to go back to something you said about Mr. Negative and Wraith. I think one of the philosophies we've kind of had either either by mistake or I'll sound like, I'll say I did it on purpose but to sound smarter give people stuff you know they want so you can inject things yeah. that maybe they aren't familiar with or maybe they don't know they want, but make them like that stuff. So like, I knew Doc Ock was coming. I knew Sinister Six would be there. I knew that would get the Marvel, I would hope that would get Marvel staying excited to give you a chance to go, hey, I'm gonna give this Mr. Negative guy a chance, you know? Like someone who's not as maybe well-known or hasn't been in the, has been a part of the comics as long. So I think that kind of gives us some of that that ability to try and different things. I, I want to stick on the city that never sleeps for a second because we we talk on our different shows, Games Daily, PSL, Love You, Gamescast, all of this, all the time about theorizing what's next, what's happening, PlayStation Studios as a whole, how they handle things. And a question I've always had is Spider-Man 2018 having the three-part city, city that never sleeps DLC come out, and then having Miles Morales come out. That is this kind of how how would you define Miles Morales? Do you truthfully? Yeah, that's Spider-Man too. Interesting. That's Spider in, in my in my head. That's Spider Man too. Like in a way, I, and I told Brian Horton that when he was developing, I'm like, um, we can call it Spider Man Miles Morales, but to me, that's Spider Man too because it's. I don't. I, I listen. We can get a debate about game length. I don't really give a shit about the game length. It's a great effing game. Oh, absolutely. And it, I mean, yeah, it's, blessing. It's, it's awesome. It's great. Um, <laughs> Pretty good. And I, well, I, I, it's funny. I got I, I during I, I got to work on it just a little bit at um, at one point because. Um, you know, when, you know, they're finishing up anything I could do to help, but like, that's, that's all them. Those guys, that team just crushed it. Um, they did such a good job. But to me, um, in many ways, that's like, it just, it's 
I don't like I said, it's just it's just it to me it's an essential I hope people play that game. I, I hope they don't get wrapped into like I know it's X hours long or whatever. That is a that is that's a that's a great game. So so that that's Sorry, kind of like, like advertisement. Please buy. At no Bob no no. Ross. Like but we love that. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we love those smaller games. We love Uncharted: Lost Legacy. We love Miles Morales. We want to see more of that stuff. And 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 that's the thing is to me is like in in the levels of how PlayStation or whoever looks at it as is this a success or not? Like I would hope that we see more things like that and let less things like City That Never Sleeps. But do you guys see City That Never Sleeps as a success? I do. I do. I mean, I, I think how you, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I'm not going to get here and get into sales figures and all that stuff, but like, I think it, it extended the story, extended the world. Like, um, I think sometimes things like, th like this, he never sleeps. Like, it's just like, what do you, what are the expectations you're going in? If you're expecting like, oh, it's going to be like, I mean, I, that's unfair. I guess if you're buying it, you should have high expectations. I get that. It's just, um, if you go, Hey, that's an, the next, another story that I can experience. Great. If you're like, this has to be 20 hours long, exactly what the Spider-Man one, well, you're going to be disappointed. So um, listen, I, I would love to make more games like miles. Like I think I would love to do more stuff like that. Um, if, 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 if it's, if it works out for the, whether it's the, it's not just like, is it work for Sony's? Does it work for us in terms of what else we're making? Um, Cause like, I can tell you we worked just as hard as miles Morales as we did Spider-Man two and worked on ratchet. Like, the amount of effort goes in there. It doesn't matter if it's five hours, 10 hours, 15 hours, whatever. We're blood, sweat and tears are going into that experience. Right. So I think it's about, um, first of all, are, are people want it? Do people want to pay for it? Um, and then also like, does it fit in terms of like everything else that our studio or if another studio is going through that same thing? How much are you thinking about the feature as you're creating new narratives, new things that are happening in a Spider-Man two, for example, because there are so many threads that I can't wait to see where we go from here. And for example, yeah. like Carnage. Yeah, would you love to make a DLC for this one? You're gonna yeah, make like I mean, when I, game for this when one? I take something like where's Carnage. The, where's that new game plus that? Are we doing that? What's the that? New game, it's coming. I promise you. Yeah, it's like coming. Carnage it's versus, um, is it Cindy? The character? Yeah, Cindy. Uh, versus Cindy versus Come what, on, what's Tease with North? Are we going to eventually talk about that? Oh, oh okay. yeah, right here. Yeah. Well, he predicted it. You predicted. You predicted Cindy. Did I? Well, well I, I, if I don't remember doing that, but if I did, I was probably doing a Tim Gettys point, which is don't do Gwen. Yes, that's, what, that's, what, that's okay, what it was. Cool, that's great, what, and I was like, sense. oh shit! Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> I was like, how does he know? Uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But to, the reason I know yeah. is identity. It's I, I know that Insomniac doesn't want to just do the same thing that everybody has seen before. Yeah, it's I like, mean, Cindy needs the spotlight. All right, so blessing to your question, like, do we think of all the way through? Um. I will tell you when I, so I work remote. I work at home now. I don't go to the office anymore. I mean, I do once in a while, but not most of the yeah, time. Yeah, not daily. And I remember during Spider-Man 1, I, I would drive home and I'd think a lot about the future, like where everything, and I still do. I still have those moments where I'm driving and thinking about it. There's a, I'll tell you, there's like a roadmap where we want to go. It bends. Mm -hmm. And it, Maybe I maybe think we're going left and we're going to, but right, and but we're going to end up coming back to that same spot. So there are elements that we definitely know where we're going, but I'm never like, I said this nine years ago, it's going to be like <laughs> this no matter what. Um, though it's crazy sometimes where I'm like, wow, actually we did do what we, we talked about many years ago. Um, but I try not to be, um, I, tr I, 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 First of all, I don't have all the best ideas. And I think that, um, especially when, you know, 
seeing people either be on the team for a while or new people come to the studio, they inject so many cooler ideas than we originally thought. So it's like, hey, let's go. But, um, you know, I'll put you this way. Seeing Otto at the end of this game, I knew that like eight years ago. So here's That's my question about that, because this is actually the first bullet point I ever put down. I did, you know, and I know we're just going to talk, so I didn't need notes, but I want to make it's more of a yeah. checklist to make sure I hit everything I wanted, yeah. so I don't, I don't drive home and freak out about it, right? So this is going to sound like I'm trying to pin you down. Obviously, I'm not, and we, okay. the, this panel understands, and the audience understands how video games are made. But when you guys started off for Spider-Man 2018, did you have in your head like this is what the entire thing is going to be, and then? To, you know, again, I'm reading into what the villain says at the end, but what is that? The final chapter. Did you see this being a trilogy? And obviously there's bends, things can change, things can go this, but like from the onset, when you're pulled into a room and they say, do you want to make a Marvel game? Is your idea, you know what? I want to do three games. I want to do this. I want to do this story. I want it to be a trilogy. I want it to be the Spider-Man. I think I didn't say it had to be a trilogy. I think uh, I said, like, okay, let's get the first one. But as you make really early on, you're like, well, if it is like we have multiple things, yeah. here's where it could go. Okay. Um, but that scene with Norman and Otto, I've had a version of that scene in my head. You can ask John Paquette. It's like the one thing I've like, John, remember this moment. Rem keep remembering this moment. Got to get this moment. Um, but that's the one I, I'm probably feel like I'm most proud of because it, 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 there's a version of that always been there. Um, but um, yeah, there's a plan. There's a plan. I, it's, it's changed. It's definitely changed. I mean, I mean, I can tell you right now, the word Cindy was never, <laughs> never uttered nine years ago. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, there, I, uh, I, we try to have a somewhat of a plan, but not be so rigid that it can't get better. That's the goal. So then my question next would be, okay. Is your second favorite villain green <laughs> goblin? <laughs> um, because I feel like there's a lot of parallels to, first off, obviously, how much you love Doc Ock. Yeah. Then in our last spoiler cast, you said the symbiote deserves, it can't just be a suit you toss in. It's got to be a thing, right? And then it wasn't until really I saw that where I was like, oh, well, of course, Green Goblin. And I mean, throughout the history of Spider-Man, you can do a million different, oh, that's, you know, this, blah, blah. But Green Goblin's always been the guy, right? And like, here we are, I'm like, huh, giving him his justice. I will tell you that character has been talked about at the start of every game. Okay. Um, thinking about the future, not saying anything. Of course. I will, this will, this will be the thing that I guarantee. Um, if Spider-Man 1 and Miles were our Iron Man, and this was kind of our civil, Spider-Man 2 was like our civil war. And it's time for the end game. I got so many chills right there, baby. Come on. So I got a, I got a couple of questions. So that's the, that's the thing we can we can pass around for next whatever. So we'll see. <laughs> that mean the thing we pass around, yeah. <laughs> Who the, knows? The spider. I'm stoked for your Eternals. When's that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, Jesus. Where's your Loki? Uh, the spider bots and all the spy like the Spider Verse yeah. teas yes. and stuff. One hella cool. Like by the time I fit, I got the last one and you yeah. peer into like the portal and it's like the, the, the what is going the on? Portal. Yeah, yeah. And it's the portal. Like I, really cool. I I was. 
playing uh, remote play next to Jen while she was watching Grey's Anatomy. Uh, by the way, I need a PlayStation Portal sooner rather than later. I I, I ordered one of those. I can't wait for can't that. Wait, dude. Is uh, it? Is it? Is it? I've never tried it. Is I did it, it once in test conditions. It was awesome. Yeah, cool. I'm, I can't I'm wait. I'm so life. pumped for that. Uh, anyways, though, when it's when it finally when it opened, I paused it and I was like, Jen, you got to see this. And I made I turned up the volume, and made her watch the entire thing, and then she's like, I still have Speed Spider Verse, so this isn't as cool. And I'm like, but yeah, they did yeah. the damn thing. They did the thing. And then I Googled, and it's Delilah who wasn't in the movie who got cut from the movie that Chris yeah. could design and I'm like ah and I wanted to yeah. text Chris but I didn't text Chris, I don't <laughs> want to Chris. <laughs> yeah so um we had we we've been very fortunate over the years to have a relationship with the Spider-Verse team um and obviously it started on Spider-Man 1 with the suits and then and Miles it took a whole nother level with the suits plus the animation style yeah. um and we were trying to figure out um how we could continue to um build upon that relationship. So I, I met with the, um, the directors multiple times over the years and I, you know, we're trying to figure out how we could, what, what would be, an, uh, a f how could we go beyond suits? Right. And we're like, and I mentioned like, we have this spider bot thing and we, and like this, I was like, I think, um, I understand everybody wants everything to be like this big missions and stories, but sometimes you just need stuff to like, go find and have fun. Like, like I was, we were in our house, like, what's the next backpack? Yep. What's the next backpack we can do? Um, and we were like, well, we love these spider bots. And like, we had them. And then the team just started making like crazy ones. And we're like, Hey, could we somehow connect that? And I, and we presented the idea to the, to the spider restrictors and they were like, Oh, Hey, we have this character that we didn't end up using. And, and we kind of just pitched them the idea. And they were like, Go for it. So, yeah. So what, what do you see this as? Do you see this as that was just a fun nod and it just connects to those movies? Or do you see this as, hey, this could potentially be part of gameplay in the future? Truthfully, I don't know yet. Uh, I think that one thing I, I think that you look, we talked about the MCU, the Spider-Verse, us. I think the one thing is what's really, in my, my opinion is like, they're all, they're all done at a really high quality and it shows how much people love Spider-Man and if you, the spider heroes, and if you do it right, people will enjoy it and want more of it. Um, I don't, and we all, but we kind of all do our kind of own thing. I don't, I don't know if we just, I don't, I don't know if it's all about just like, oh, every now everything's multiverse, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know if like, hey, Spider-Verse, that, that, those, that film, those films are just like, I mean, I know they're ridiculous, yeah. right? So, but now would it be, would we just do the same thing? And you know, like, is there, maybe we do a bigger connection? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tomorrow night. So like, I can't even think, I mean, I can't even think about anything right now. So if a opportunity presents itself, maybe if it doesn't, Hey, it was a great moment in this game. So um, we'll see. See where it goes. That's I can tell you that I have not thought about nine years ago or whatever we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure that's and that's the thing. It's like maybe if if I was so rigid, we wouldn't have done like, oh, we can't do this. But I'm like, that may I guarantee you guys have more fun doing that spider that spider bot thing with that big reveal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, exactly. dude, that was I mean, that was the thing of them being collectibles, and then I, I don't know, the third or fourth one where it was finally like, 
wait, I got a Spider Gwen one. Like, he yeah. doesn't know who that is. And then yeah. when Genki's like, it's coming from, I was like, Here drop everything. Yeah. I'm doing Oh, good. That's awesome. I need to know what that is. No, great. honestly, I, I want to give a major shout out to, I feel like, all the little side quests, whether it's the flame or the Mysterio stuff or the Spider Bots, where I think that the after you get a couple of them, they're you getting a little like radio chatter calls yeah. that like give you some context. It really incentivized the story based stuff. Like you're talking about, story has to be everywhere. Like yeah. that, it made it feel like, oh, these collectibles are are worth getting. And there weren't too many of each one of them. Yeah. And the other thing was like the writers having to write dialogue for both Miles and Peter. Which is <laughs> such a, such a cool thing. So like it's like double the work and you know, and could be more sooner. Um, um uh it's uh it's cra it's 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 a ton of work, but I think that just having that little when Genki chimes in with a little more information, you're like, okay, what's going on? What's go. going on? What's what's going on? So yeah, it's great. Staying on portals for a second. This is going <laughs> off of the spider bot thing. Uh, I feel like one moment that I haven't talked to anybody about that completely blew my mind and I didn't know how it was happening and I was just thrilled was the black cat fight. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for you guys to bring that up. Zipping around through the portals like that is the Even power. Before, that, where, by the like, way, where do you think, where do you think we got that idea from portals and, 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 that was Ratchet. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, comic about magic. I was like, that's right. Does magic exist? That's, that's, it's Ratchet. I mean, like we saw what they were doing. We're like, we have to take advantage of this. Dude, like, the shot in like Antarctica or wherever the hell yeah, it was. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, this is, it was incredible. It was so cool. thrilling. And it reminded me of any of the best set pieces of like the Uncharted 2 train sequence. Like the way that I felt playing that stuff. It's like, I felt that. And podcast. it was the build up to it of like this. Okay. Wait, she's activated it. Wait, they're over there. And as I was like swinging to it and I'm like, am I about to go into the sanctum or what? And then when yeah. I did it, but it was, and I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. We at one point talked about the sanctum going inside of it. It's just, it, it, we were like, we want this chase. We want Did to you ever talk it. about doc or uh, Dr. Stranger? A little bit, a little bit, but we, I think we were more intrigued for this for this one to, I wanted the Miles Black Cat back and forth. I thought oh, that was, cause like, we were like, well, if it's Peter and like, I'm like, we've seen Peter and Felicia together. Like we've seen them. Like how fun it would be to see her giving shit to Miles. Like that's like, you know, it's like, I love when, when they're, they're fighting and Erica has this great line where she's like, you really are like, he's, he's really like be, being like the really, like really, nice spider-man she, she and she goes you really are you really are just you really are a spider-man it's like it's it is it's great and it's just she's a great black cat i mean it's yeah, just awesome I, I mean she steals every scene she's in and um yeah but that was a that was a fun that was like that's that's when you're like all right this is really marvel like we got oh, yeah, we got sure. we got portals going on we got chasing black cat and it's just and then like her jumping through the portals to do takedowns and stuff like that it was yeah it's yeah. really fun. real quick while we're talking about these easter eggs and if you know i i, I did i was i'm having to see strange and i didn't see strange but you get the wong note i was like so oh, that's pretty dope. yeah was there any did you kick around an easter egg idea for avengers because again the tower's there but there wasn't the oh they're on the west coast this time yeah um we we actually really didn't it's because i th so you asked me about expectations and all stuff that's the that's the thing that's the thing i worry about more is like can you tease people and then they get really pissed if you don't execute on it like so like if i do Simbies are taking over the whole world but the avengers aren't helping exactly that kind of, so it wears that balance too because i mean you know i mean it is at some point there's like licenses right you know oh, and for that, sure. yeah, things yeah. like that so like we try to find um by the way did Baxter did Bellamy. any did yeah, yeah you saw that um did any of you guys go to the wakandan embassy with miles i haven't oh. yet no oh well you maybe you should 
Uh, small little Easter egg. That's all I'll say. Awesome. That's so sick. Just say. There's no, a small so little Easter egg. Of these Easter but you got to be Miles. You got to be Miles. We got a little Miles Wakanda action here. We got the Baxter building. I'm surprised at the seeming lack of Wolverine in this game. Oh, that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, was, like what, what, are there things that I potentially missed there? Or was there a decision to not do it? There was a decision not to do it. Um, I think that, um, you know, I think I could try to thinking about trying to make Spider-Man while also there's another, like, I'm just trying to learn how to make Spider-Man or yeah. try to get Spider-Man off the ground while there's another Marvel thing I'm trying to get. I think for us, it's like, hey, let's just, let's let that team cook, you know, let them cook. Get out of their way. And you let them make the game they want to make. And, you know, doesn't, who knows what the future holds, but right now let's let, let's let them do their thing. And that game's going to be great. This will sound like fishing, but I really just honestly don't remember. Has it been confirmed denied or just not mentioned if they're in the same universe? Uh, I mean, over? they are, it's both, they're all 1048. Okay. I think I got that right, but yeah. <laughs> cool. It's sometimes why it's funny. I'm sitting there doing these things live. I'm like, okay, who is this? Don't what did I say? Up. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> please sound like you know what you're talking about, Brian. Speaking of Wolverine, like, have you guys? And obviously, you might not be even to be able to say much about this, but have you guys I'm thought, sure Sony PR is <laughs> loving this conversation right now. But go, have you thought beyond it. much about um, what's beyond Spider-Man for you guys? Like, obviously, Wolverine's coming through, yes. but when now when we talk about Insomniac, oftentimes we're talking about how insane it's it it is that Insomniac has had so many games for the PS5 already, right? Like, there's been remastered, there's been Miles Morales, there's been Rift Apart, now, now there's Spider-Man Two. Got all Wolverine. these games. Sounds like an S-tier studio to me. Just took my fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, you know, we're approaching with Wolverine, probably the fifth PS5 game. Like for you guys, have you thought about what's next? Yeah. I mean, we, th I mean, I, th I think we, we, you know, that's, I would say that's when you have a leader like Ted Price, who, who not only thinks about how, you know, us making games, but making sure that the company is taken care of hundred percent. I mean, there's nobody I respect more or trust than Ted. So I think that we're always looking for, I mean, there's not, I mean, I can't say or anything, but like, yeah, I mean, as a, as a, as a studio, who's always making sure to make sure that there's a plan in place that we're taking care of everybody. Of course there's, there's plans in place, but yeah, I mean, we make a lot of games. I mean, guess what? It, first of all, these games are really hard to make and it's, but like the part of the thing is we want people to play them. So like we, you know, that's the motivation is let's get them out there. Right. Um, and I think the reason why we are able to make, um, g games, you know, I think is that we're always looking at our process. We're always looking at production process and um, we are not perfect at all. Like, and I am by far not close to a perfect creative director, but we're, uh, we're honest with ourselves going, Hey, what do, can we learn from Spider-Man one to miles to ratchet and now apply to Spider-Man two. And then what are we going to be able to apply to, you know, Spider-Man two to our future titles. So I think that that loop is what helps us get there. It's not the, it's not the anything, but I think that's part of the um, thing. But yeah, in terms of like, I think we're just, I think Ted is such a great leader. He's thinking three, five steps ahead. And then obviously working, you know, now being with PlayStation, you know, they're, you know, I'm sure they're thinking about it, but I'm probably talking about things that are way above what I would ever You're doing be responsible fine. for. But Jen's fine. Um, yeah, I know. But I think that um, it's, it's, I will tell you as someone who has worked at the studio now for 15 years, never having to really worry about that extra stuff that I know is reality for a lot of people, whether in gaming or not, um, is, is I don't take it for granted ever. And that's why I think someone like me and the team and the people at the studio work so hard because we know how lucky and fortunate we are.
There you go. I want to take a take a hard turn. I've been going back to the story of Spider-Man. Yeah. Something that I really loved uh, about Spider-Man Two is uh, we, we talked about the side quests so much, and I, I really do think that the core of this game is the side quests and the, and cool. the stories there. Um, but overall, whether it's the side stuff or the main quest, I loved the focus on rehabilitation as a theme. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, was between both. I feel like everything that Miles had to deal with of going up against Martin, but then also dealing with uh, Peter and his story with Harry and like dealing with like what th- that could all look like. Yeah. Somebody that is dying, you yeah. know, and like, like how, how can we bring them back? But then also applying the, the, the concept of a sickness and then helping somebody, but then also a concept of these villains, so many different villains that are trying to get better in very different ways. Like the moment where Tombstone shows up and he's just like yeah. working at Coney Island, like so many things are not said and so many things are explicitly said, yeah. but I just feel like that kind of being like the the, the core and especially the, the end scenes with Martin and uh, Miles just being so damn impactful. You know, there's some, something that I'm glad, I'm thank you for that. It's a really big compliment. And I think that I the thing that we've talked about since day one is, you know, obviously we want to deliver, you know, you look at the statue, right? You know, all 19 inches. All of it. 19 inches. Um, I now I say that I'm trying to say something like really nice. I hope um, if we want to deliver that superhero fantasy, we want that, you know, Pete and miles versus venom and, you know, you know sprouting wings and going crazy and all that stuff. Right. But for us, it's as important to deliver those relatable human stories. And um, like, because I feel, and I, you probably feel the same way is like, you don't care about the stuff in the suit unless you care about the stuff outside the suit. And I think like that helps drive that stuff. Um, and we, our goal is to just make stories that um, like, I will always say black Panther, I think is my favorite MCU movie because I think you could remove every single superhero thing from that movie. And it's still a great story. Like, I think you could remove all that just, you know, and I think that's what we look for. What are those, you know, and finding those things that are relatable that you can connect to. Like, I'm sure at some point, whether you did it or not, you've asked yourself in, when you're a senior high school, what am I going to do next? I'm sure some people are like, well, I, I'm going to apply to college. And that's probably going to require you to write an essay. And you've sat there going, what the hell do I how write do I, about? How do I sum how myself I, up? Yeah, yeah, right. That's something you can identify. I am sure there are people who have lost somebody in their lives and going, how can I not how can I move forward yeah. like Pete does, right? Or does something, maybe not someone kills your father or responds for your father's death, but some, someone did something terrible to you and how do you maybe not forgive them, but move on? Like though to me, those are relatable things. And also like even look at Harry. Harry's motivation is it's intrinsically good. He wants to heal, heal the, the world. world. <laughs> he just does it in a really effed up way, right? He's going about it, but... That's the, that's for us is that's what we try to do. And that was one of the reasons um, we chose Harry for Venom was like, we felt like the story that we were, the direction we were going, him being close. And then something I thought a lot about is Pete with the symbiote. You know, I know in my life when something, I can think back when things have happened in my family where it's not directed toward me, but someone else is suffering. I almost take on a different, like I almost lose myself in that process. And I kind of forget like, oh no, it's this other person who's in trouble. And Pete, when he's in the black suit, kind of loses himself after a while. He kind of loses why he, what his purpose was, was to get this thing off him. And he like loses himself to the addiction of the, of the symbiote, right? 
it's all these like, oh, I call relatable, believable motivations that we, we want to inject. And that's how we, that's how we approach our story. Like we spend, I mean, we spend way more time on that stuff than we do on what, what villain is going to happen here at this spot. Like we just, that's mm. because I feel like that's when you, whether you read your favorite comic or seen your favorite movie, like that's the stuff we remember in those movies. Like to me, Black Panther will always be about when T'Challa goes to the ancestral plane and talks to his dad for the first time. Like I, that to me is, to me is probably my favorite Marvel scene ever. Yeah. Personally to me, the S tier conversation I feel was earned in this game. And it was through moments like the high school flashback where I'm experiencing it. And I'm like, everything that I loved so much about uh, Last of Us Left Behind of um, Riley and Ellie in the mall, yeah. just walking around. And it is the gameplay, that's the, the fun surprise gameplay moments that'll pop up that are, you're Spider-Man, but you're also not supposed to be at this moment. Yeah. But also combined with the kind of like, you're walking around getting like the lore of everything. And it it's like, you don't need to check every single interactable thing, but you, yeah. want, you want to, to because yeah. you want to hear the conversations. Like that to me, I, I feel like is is the, the turning point in this game. It's pretty early on where I was like, Oh dang! Like the story here, like they're they're going way deeper into this stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. I always say you don't have to go really far um, to see to find things that can influence you because the PlayStation family makes so many good games and does so many things right um, that you can just go. Well, load up Last of Us Two, and the, when they go to the is it the dinosaur the dinosaur museum? Yeah, yeah that yeah. like like you know or load up Ragnarok and check this. Out. Like I mean, the scene you referenced to the beginning with the the wolf. Yeah, but, Henry. I mean, I don't even, I, I couldn't even, I was like, how, uh, if I don't, I have a cat and I have a dog and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, <laughs> I'd be losing it. Um, uh, you don't have to go very far to get influenced. And I think you hopefully see some of that in, in our, in our games. And then we bring the, and then, but we put our insomniac spin on it. Talk to me about the influence on Mary Jane missions. Oh, wait, here we the, go. I've been waiting. PS1, right? That was such a big hangout for so many people. It was. You dropped it here, but immediately, like, don't worry, you got a stun gun. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's the MJ missions. Where do I begin? I heard all the feedback. We heard all the feedback. Of course you did. And I will tell you, I felt like it was a cop-out if we didn't have them. Yeah. I felt like we were saying, okay, yep. Everybody just wants to see Spider-Man and um, whatever. Like, who cares about the the perspective of seeing the world from a non-superhero standpoint? I was like, whatever. And I said, no, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're we're gonna look at the criticisms and see what we can do right. And I think that um, it was really important to show that she is a capable hero in her own way. For sure. And. Um, I feel like we leveled this up and I'm really, really proud of the team. Like um, that nightmare, that mission where Pete's sleepwalking. Yeah. Like that. I remember, I just remember saying the goal here, I told the team, I go, just make people feel like she's really capable and she's going to help save Pete. And they just took that and ran with it and went like, went crazy with it. Like Lindsay, Ben, Neil, like so many people worked on that. So, um, that's like three of many people that worked on that mission. Um, and to the point where we even put her playable at the beginning of the last mission. And I think that um, I just didn't want to have, I didn't want to take the easy way out. Cause we, I think we could have not had her playable and people would have been like, okay, that's fine. They got it. But I thought, I thought again, the whole 360 experience of the universe, I felt like it was really important to, 
to prove that we could make them better. What some people might not like them. I understand that. But um, also the other thing is like, she's supposed to be a change of pace. She's supposed to be for 10, 15 minutes. Just like everything can't be at a 10. Everything can't be at a 10. Finding those moments where we can slow things down or show different perspective. That's called pacing. You know, like I, I do believe that. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying like it's everything's perfect, but I do think that's important um, in the, in, in our games. I mean, in a way, right. That's how you get to the anti-venom moment, right? Yeah. What you're talking about where you had those missions where you didn't have it. I swooped in and tried to do a symbiote nest. Right. And it was like, fuck, why this giant shows up? I can't even fucking fight him. Yeah. Whatever. I'm out of here. Yeah. And so to get that and have that be that turnkey and then have it ramp back up. Yeah. An interesting one. Yeah. I did like making MJ scream though. That was pretty cool. Very cool. There's so many. She just... originally wasn't supposed to be screaming. Oh yeah. She really wasn't. She, uh, we have a concept piece of concept art where, um, they're fighting. She's just kind of more like a black and white. And they were like, well, she has red hair. She has the hair. Let's go. Why aren't we doing scream? Like, let's just do it. And we, that was it. Incredible. Yeah. There were so many moments like that of the that. It, Do it, I, feel, I hope I'm, I feel like I'm bragging. I'm probably no, not, okay, you're not I'm bragging. Okay, you okay, should be bragging. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll say you deserve that, to brag. That's <laughs> that's okay, okay. I don't want to come across like listen. Like I said, like I'll, if I say the word I, just say it's we because it's a whole team that does this. Yes, we are Venom. Uh, exactly. What I what we heard. I'm bonded yeah. with the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what I really enjoyed about the, Spider-Man Two in particular is that anytime I was like, oh, they're teasing something, the result was going to be the thing that I expected or something even cooler, cool. and I feel like. Every single time that was the case. And uh, I think the Mysterio stuff was a good example of that. Of like, yeah. I was like, this better culminate in a super cool fight. The snow globe fight? Come on. Yeah. Such a great <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. But more than that, the mile the, the introduction to the Mysterio stuff, it's like Miles' dream. And he's this dope DJ. Yeah. Like that gameplay sequence. I'm like, this is so creative and such a good use of Mysterio as a character. And like applying that to a video game. Like it was just very, very awesome. cool. That's great. That's um that was, uh, well, the thing is, I remember we started working on the game, and I, I think, it was a Far From Home, we had come, I was like, oh, man, like, like, they're Mysterio, like, oh, crap, like, we got to compete with this, like, like that one hallucination sequence from the movie, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. my God, and then someone had the idea of the snow globe, I'm like, oh, that's super cool, we could fight in the snow globe, I'm like, that's awesome, so yeah, that, I'm glad it resonated, because that's a, such a great character, you can do so many cool things, and the team, from the the DJ mini game all the way through the challenges to the final boss fight. I'm really happy with it. And that's like, and again, like that's an example of maybe in Spider-Man one, you would have just done the challenges and it would have been like, you know, whatever, but you get that like little piece of you're saving people. And then it culminates with this, Oh, go back to the Mysterium and have this big boss fight. I don't know if we would have done that in the first game. So hopefully it shows that we, learn from our previous games and i mean and i think better. that's shown in spades right that's what i've always said while i think miles was a better game than one and now i think two is better than miles right it's because i think you learn these lessons as and you it go. should be and it should we should i mean by all intents and purposes they should be getting better we should yeah. be learning we should be getting better at making spider-man experiences and now i understand that the expectations get bigger and bigger and bigger and i don't i don't know what the expectations someone has in their head but God damn it better be better than the last game. And yeah. like, like Miles should be better than Spider-Man. And Spider-Man 2 should be better than Miles, I hope. Um, now, we all have favorite moments. Of we course. all have favorite stories that like, of oh, I, you know, I might like this Miles story better than Spider-Man 1 or vice versa. But um, I do hope that people see an evolution and see that um, we are getting better at, and addressing things. Like, for example, like boss fights was a huge focus for us. A big focus of like, how can we make them more challenging? How can we like... Phase one is this, but phase two 
takes you somewhere else and does this and take advantage of the PS5 and like, you know, start in the sewer, then go chase and then go up a building and then back down and have it be all seamless. That, that kind of, that was a big goal for us too. That, that is one thing I appreciated about this game were the boss fights, right? Oh, like good. How the phases felt like, that's one thing I've been thinking a lot about when it, when it comes to like playing all the Souls games that me and Andy yeah. play in, right? It's like yeah. the, the phase changes and how you make the first half of the boss fight feel different from the second half. Yeah. I loved a lot of the transitions. Oh, here. thank you. That was a big focus. We, I mean, we had a boss team that said like, we want, like there, you know, you always, you know, when, I, when we started this game and then we probably start any sequel, you're like, okay, here are the things. Don't fuck up. Like, don't break. Don't break it. Like, don't screw up traversal. Like, it's really good. Just add a couple things that people really will like. And then, the and then, um, and then the where are those areas we want to improve? Like, okay, let's make, let's, let's inject more story and a sense of greater exploration discovery in the open world and the side content. Boss fights. How can we levels up in a sense of challenge? And like, I mean, by the way, Elden Ring is my second favorite game of all time, I will yeah. tell you. By the way, I'm, not, I, I'm terrible at all those games. I'm terrible. But Elden Ring, I could grind until I was strong enough to be good at them. And that world is just... Because Incredible. I, oh, my God. Holy cow. What an experience. Um, uh, God, is that why you added a parry? No, no, no. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Good, 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 good win, though. Um, but I think it was... And, we, and I knew, like, we're not making Elden Ring level difficulty here. Or from software level difficulty. But... We wanted that, even like in a in like a Zelda, like, hey, phase one, this happens, mm. you got master, and now we're gonna mix things up. And we wanted that across like there's a reason why Venom sprouts his wings for when you fight Miles. Now it's a okay, you know his ground stuff, now you're gonna see him in the air, right? Um, and we took that philosophy across a lot of the I mean the lizard fight. I love it. Phase one, phase two. Phase three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> yeah. nine. Like it just kept, kept going. going. And like yeah. by the end of it, when you're running up that building, I'm like, this is insane, man. Yeah. We are, we're running out of time here, which makes me very sad because I feel like we could talk about this forever. We you are. Guys have any you got you to eat before you go to, and when you go to the other spoiler cast, don't do them as good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have any filings you want to say? Or Brian, do you have anything you really want to get out? No, I'll well, let you guys, I feel that, like I just keep talking. So I, keep, I, have yeah. a, I have a last question. Yeah. Well, how do you guys balance what you choose to show beforehand? Because one of the things mm -hmm. that surprised me as I was playing was when I finally got to the, uh, PlayStation Showcase demo, right? Where it was uh, US Symbiote Peter and the reveal of Symbiote Peter that we got at PlayStation yep. Showcase and doing the, all the stuff on the water. And when I when I was playing it, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm all surprised by how late in the game this is happening compared to like, you know, it being our first glimpse of gameplay in that PlayStation Showcase. Was that a, a conversation and decision that you're a part of? And how do you guys get down to doing that? So I will tell you on this game, I actually didn't want to show anything. Like I was, I drove PR app, it, everybody crazy. I'm like, I didn't even want to do a preview tour for the game. Like, I wanted to show nothing. I was like, we, like, blame him. But actually, blame him because I, I would quote Greg going, Greg is just gonna say like, we saw everything before the game. There's no surprises. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Like, he's gonna do his thing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, you know, but I have, I would have no shirt on. I yeah. Think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I, just I think. Um, but it was like, what's a the, the real answer is like, okay, outside of like, that's not going to happen, Brian. You have to actually show parts of the game. Um, what's a seven to 12 minute sequence that we can show that kind of highlights some like, like, so you guys have things to talk about for an hour. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. we saw this and we saw that. We saw this. And then you have to speculate on things. I think that's, I mean, I'm not giving you trade secrets away. That's what you're doing. You want to get people excited about what's new, what's different. So like, oh, 
Uh, we're going to show the black suit. We're going to show the symbiote abilities. We're going to show the parry. We're going to show new finishers. Oh, we're going to show a hero switch. We're going to show the slingshot. We're going to show the wingsuit. We're going to show the wind tunnels. We're going to show the web line. We're going to show new gadgets. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the, the demo in my yeah, head, yeah. right? And it's like, what are all those new things that we can show that get people excited and anticipate? But um, I think, we, I hope people feel like we showed less this time than we did on Spider-Man 1. Like, you know, it was a shorter campaign, but uh, in terms of like the, when we started finally talking about the game, but um, it's just, a, just enough to get people excited, show, hey, there's new stuff, and then um, get them, get you guys talking. That's Hell two yeah. things. Uh, one, uh, I want to pin you down. Two, just to thank you. So the first one, though, is like, and this is doubling back. I wanted to do it earlier, but the conversation kind of moved, right? Did I screw it up? No, you did okay. great. Uh, you talk about setting expectations, right, and all these different things. We talked a little bit about DLC, but then we also talked about Miles Morales, right, being standalone. Should people expect DLC for this game? Or is this like, this is Spider-Man 2, and obviously, like you mentioned, New Game Plus, yada, yada, yada. But like, or is it, like, how do, how do you look at the future of Spider-Man 2? Uh, nothing to talk about today. Okay. That's, that's the kind of my totally answer. Totally fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. I mean, I think right now it's the focus is let's, let's get, let's get that, let's get that new game plus out right now. That's, that's step one right now. Okay. I think, and honestly, I think that's all I can. Totally fair. Of, no, actually, no. That's all I can thank think you about. for being honest and yeah. answering when you can, yeah. when you can. And yeah, then my so. other comment, of course, is just to thank you for shirtless Spider-Man and shirtless Miles Morales. Oh yeah. Like not even as a joke. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. It was one of those, like, you know, a touchstone I will never forget playing Spider-Man 1 2018 in the apartment. It's uh, Jen's already in bed. I'm sitting there in the yeah. dark playing. And I was like, I'm getting ready to go to bed. And then finally, I, you, it's oh, this is it's a Halloween party. And I knew that's where it was. And I was yeah. like, oh, and playing through and getting to it and, and capturing it and like trying to process it and going to bed and thinking about it. And so, you know, welcome. months ago, years ago now, when we did get hit up and they're like, hey, you got to sign this thing, signing your, and I'm like, do I have to sign a release for a character that is your character? But I don't know. When I, when I saw shirtless Peter and shirtless Miles, I was like, oh, that's going in. That's like, like, I, I, cause it's part of the, like, you know, those uh, photos you can take of New York. Yeah. And I said, I go, you guys can do whatever you want. These guys have to be in here. Hell they yeah. have to be in the game. And it was the thing of then. So I, we knew for a long time ago, oh, we're in the game. Cool. And like, I was, I was wondering how it's going to be. And even then, as soon as you did the preview thing, the IGN mentioned it, Tim texted, like it was like immediately Good. the klaxon was rung. And so I was like, okay, cool. But to get to it in the game, hang out with it, then go into the menu and see it called kind of fanboys. And like, all, it was like, you guys went above and beyond. And I really like, we can't, you know, repay you enough for that right well, you're very like, welcome we're very it, welcome. this goes back i think straight to 2015 in my game awards speech of like i think of how fucked up it is that we have a internet level of celebrity right and every day get to have fans and people tell us we're awesome and great and yada yada, yada. but then people make video games and they you know are underground for five years <laughs> working on something and don't necessarily get the positive feedback and don't know the whole thing and da 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 and like for you guys to still see us as being important enough to be in the game and be cool. Like that's insane. Well, I think, I think we all have a bond that we love these kind of games and we love superheroes and you know, like, I mean, there's so much shitty things happening in the world. Let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's smile a little bit, you know, like let's celebrate, let's celebrate being good people and, ha and, and being part of this absolute, we're all in this amazing industry together, right? Like, you know, yeah, I, I, I work in, I make video games. You guys talk about them. Like we're all in the same industry. We're all a, essentially a family, right? Like in, in one way, I, I mean, I'm sure we're 
<laughs> a big dysfunctional family, but hey, it's a family, right? And I think that I just, I, I'm, I've, I've been part of this industry since the day I, gra- I mean, even before I was writing about games, I was worked at GameStop, you know, I worked at GameStop. It was called Software, et cetera, back then. Yeah, Holy yeah. crap. Um, I've, ne- I've, it's such a great industry with such amazing people. We should celebrate that and support each other and be, and be positive. And I think you guys represent that. And I hope Insomniac represent that in PlayStation. And the fact that we can come together and have fun like this and joke around. And um, I'm really proud to be part of it. And um, we're, we're so happy to have you guys in some way representing the game. I wish we could do more of that. I mean, oh, you're I mean, free you to do a spinoff. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. No, yeah. available. <laughs> uh, r- real quick, Not jumping off either. this, I, I want to say, like, I, I love the, the obviously that moment was incredible seeing it, but. Uh, I, I think it was such a great call in the game to not have it just be um, like iconic locations in New York this time, but mm. instead have it be like community-based moments and like yeah. more like fun. And that's and that's the, that's one of our writers, Akshay, kind of really took the lead on that and said like, "Hey, we're gonna like New York is its people. It's it's it's, it's, so it's like I was just there this weekend. And it's like that place is like really you got to be there to like really understand like that place is really freaking special. It's more than just like." Seeing that skyscraper here, seeing that it's it's the the culture that is there, and I and I hope we in some way re- did that well. I, I did. definitely think you did, and I, I also love it. And this is for people out there. We said something like this earlier in the show, but like you can go into the menus and for the kind of fanboys thing, like you can hear if you're playing as Miles, you hear Miles talk about it. If you switch out as Peter, he has different things to say. So there's a lot of fun lore stuff, whether it's the the kind of fanboy joke or just all the other things that like. Super fun to listen to uh, the takes from both of the the Spider-Men there. Um, but I just real quick want to say uh, when we did the, I didn't want to spoil this or talk about it when we did our preview. Um, but now that we're here in the spoiler cast, we we did the Spider-Man 2 preview. I was down there. There was maybe like a hundred people in this room. Uh, uh, Paris and and Danny were, Danny Pena and Andrea were all around me playing. We all have our own headsets on. And we were just playing. And I was about to finish the demo. And I was like, oh, I saw a little photo op. I was like, eh, I'm going to do that. I want to extend this time as much as possible. And I swing over and I see these guys. And I literally threw my headphone off and like lost my shit. I was like, oh my God. To the point that like the security people like looked at me and like Danny and all them looked at me like, what's going on? I was like, stop what you're doing. Come look at this. Like it was such a fun freak out moment where like I had, I know that years ago that we, they got reached out to of like, hey, maybe like, like, like sign off your likeness or whatever. But like, we don't know what that's actually going to look like. Yeah. For it to be a, like main thing to do in the game was like incredible. For it to be the it, like it's canon the real life photo, right? Because the real life photo is on the roof of the old studio, so it's like that is what's happening in the thing. It's bizarre. So so cool. But again, well, let's glad. let's close it out. Go for it. I just I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad it made you guys happy. I, mean, I think end of the day, like sometimes I'm like you know games are just to make people smile and have fun, and if that contributed to you guys. That's, that's if my Twitter mad. feed is in text messages or any yeah. uh, indication they are doing <laughs> it because it's so hard not to talk about it right now. Oh, yeah. Time I'm warp. like waiting to like tweet about it. Yeah, I'm waiting. Awesome. Roger's working on a pretty amazing TikTok of it. Of us that's talking great. about it. Yeah. Well, and thank you for your support. I mean, you know, we, you know, there's a lot of games to talk about and I appreciate it. And I, you know, I know, I know we gave each other a lot of crap sometimes and, you know, about things, but like I, I know it comes from a really good place because you guys want the game to be good and we want to deliver a great game. So yeah. um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Well, congratulations to you. Thank congratulations you. to the team that might be listening to this. And hey, all the gamers out there. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Living in the best year ever of video games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Brian, thank you so much for hanging out thank with you. us. We'll see you in a couple of years. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see you guys.